Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back. Carrie and I are so glad to see you, and we are excited to talk to you a little bit about something that is easy as one, two, three. Carrie, one, two, three, give me an idea. Why are colors, three colors, so important in childcare? Well, because most people are crazy and have 12 colors in their logo and 18 images and you can't see it from across the parking lot, much (laughs) less driving down the road. Um, The reason we (laughs) want to have, you know, two or three colors is because it's more impactful. Black and white is more impactful than red, orange, yellow, green, blue, <laughs> indigo and violet. If you okay, have so, rainbow so let's talk, anytime, before we get too far, let's talk about who you had this conversation with, why they were so excited by what you had to share. And, you know, I don't know if we've spent a whole lot of time talking about it in past episodes, but Carrie and I both come from a printing background with different levels and different types of experience. And, you know, as somebody who did a lot of offset printing, one of the things that was really a big deal when we did offset printing. People don't know what offset printing means. (laughs) Define your terms, girl. So before we had color copiers and everybody got to do full color everything, usually you had one or two colors, maybe a spot color. So go pull out your old business cards. And if you've only got a couple of colors, (laughs) chances are that was done with an offset printing press versus some of the wonderful things that Xerox and other copier machines have created over the last decade. So prior to that, pretty much everything was done with an offset printer or a black and white printer, or they were done on big roller printers like newspapers. Okay. Yeah. And so now we have, what are they? CMY, what's the third letter? Okay. CMYK printing. Um, which to us means those are the four colors that you would add into your printer. Um, People who don't come from a printing background are like, I'm out of red. No, honey, you never had red. Um, You had, you had magenta. Um, And black and white and sometimes blue. (laughs) And so back in the day, this was a huge thing. And you know, now our, you know, office jets can make all kinds of things happen and, you know, or your local printer can make all things, kinds of things happen. And so people get really excited and they're like, I can have seven colors in my logo. I don't have to be boring like Target, but you know what? You can see the Target logo from across the parking lot. You can see it from the highway on the other side. If you have a logo with seven different colors and 12 different images, nobody can tell what it is. It just becomes visually goop. Okay. Okay. So to answer your question, who did I have this conversation (laughs) with? Um, I had this conversation with Neil, um, whose last name I am not going to try to say out of my memory, but Neil is a business broker. So he is someone who helps people find childcare centers to buy um, or helps them find empty buildings that can be childcare centers um, or helps people to sell their centers. He works on both sides of that. And he's a really great guy. We I've known him for years, um, but his logo is a mess. 
Okay. So wait, so, okay. So you're at a conference, you and Neil are talking and we realized that Neil's got lots of colors um, Mm -hmm. in his just display, right? So a lot of people will do that, right? They'll have lots of colors in a display or um, maybe even in a brochure. But I know that when I saw it originally, I didn't necessarily think that whole thing was his logo or that all of those colors were part of his brand. However, further conversation you had with him, you discovered that that wasn't the case. So yeah, I mean, he has a logo version that is black and white that he uses like on his Facebook page and he uses it in some places on his Uh, print media and on his website but he has four colors that are primarily his brand colors well that's four colors and we're telling you two or three (laughs) so that's more colors and he was using ones without a whole lot of contrast in his print media next to each other and that made it so that his image wasn't as impactful as it could have been. Um, You want things to be slightly visually jarring in your marketing materials. Now, Uh, why would you do that? So when you mean jarring, you mean like, whoa, or get your attention, that kind of thing? Or is there something else that you might think of related to that? I mean... You don't want colors that on the color wheel are next to each other. You want them across (laughs) from each other, um, either all the way across, like um, my, I love yellow and purple together um, because it definitely arrests the attention, (laughs) Um, but other people don't want to go quite that far. And so they go with yellow and blue, or they go with, you know, the three primary colors and a specific version of red or a specific version of blue or a specific version of yellow. Um, It needs to be, there is a blue that is Walmart blue. There is like, there is a yellow that is Mickey mouse yellow, which is the shoes of Mickey mouse. So, okay. So as we start thinking about and talking about colors and so I want to back us up all the way. So those of you who have just jumped in, you're probably thinking, what are they talking about and why? So Carrie and I are trying to talk to you a little bit about your visual image, your visual presentation. Normally it's on paper, business cards, maybe even website, social media. So in your building. Well, that's all. That could be a whole other 20 minutes, but yeah, so It can also be your building, but definitely your sign. So when we start talking about logos, and I think you've probably listened to previous episodes, and if you haven't, go back and listen to them. uh, When we start talking about uh, what should be on your sign, like what type of content, that kind of information. But in this case, we're talking specifically about the, the visual aspect, the colors. And so what we really want to encourage you to do is to think about your logo. And Carrie, talk to me a little bit. You've had a couple of different programs under different names. Some had the same name, some had the same logo, but give me an idea what they looked like, what their colors were, and to you what they represented. And maybe that'll help people. Okay. So the first one I did um, was um, three children's heads. (laughs) Um, it's kind of reminiscent of the Girl Scout 
um, you know, thinking back on it, oh, I wonder what I was inspired by. Um, so it's similar to the Girl Scout logo in that there were three heads, but these are very obviously young children's heads. Um, and it was a dark lavender and uh, cream so that they contrasted because one was a warm color and one was a cool color. Um, and I used that on everything for the first, I don't know, five years. Okay. Um, so, so let, let me take you, take us another step with that. So in addition to the picture, did you have words that were part of your logo or that used a, what we call it a font or was that, was that separate? Cause some people will have the name of their business, maybe even a tagline and a picture. Sometimes my that's logo all the logo. Just, my logo was just a graphic, a graphic, and then my words were in a specific font. Um, okay. And it's a serif font because serif fonts are easier for people to read at a distance. And so did you, we'll come back to what that means. So did you include the font in a specific place next to the artwork and that was all in other words it was always the logo that way or the logo itself really was just the three faces uh it was not always in the same location um it was always to the left of the words but sometimes it was bigger sometimes it was smaller um uh, the name of my first center was little people and so these were little people and so sometimes I just had the graphic um and other times you know I had the graphic and the words okay so for those of you who are listening or or watching um it's important for you to remember to decide these things right so is that artwork square circle rectangle triangle is there a shape to it in addition to definition so in carrie's case you know were those heads in a square were they in a oh. rectangle so uh, and then when you put your words out there that changes the shape as well okay so um, you had a second business that you acquired. So with that case, what happened? Did you buy a logo? Did the logo change? Did you add? Did you morph? What happened there? Um, so there was, uh, we bought the intellectual property of the school name and the school logo with the purchase of the two schools. Um <clears throat> And um, I don't know that it was particularly memorable to anybody. <laughs> um, I think my other logo was probably a better logo, but the name was better. <laughs> so, okay. So, the- yeah. So in that, was that artwork? I remember the artwork and I remember the colors. Were they always the colors that they were when you when you used them? Or did you change the colors to purple? Um, so they did it in um, a dark brown and white. And so you changed it to purple and white. Yeah. Okay. So, so again, so just, you know, so just because you buy, uh, like Carrie did, a center and maybe it comes with artwork, unless you're buying a franchise, you are not obligated to stay with those colors forever. However, there is something about spending some time and deciding what the colors are going to be up front, or if you're going to do a visual overhaul, uh, kind of go, okay, so do I want that specialty purple or do I want purple that I can buy off the rack? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big question. And do you, because colors convey things to everybody in your culture, 
whether you're aware of them or not. So I knew enough about color theory to know that lavender is associated subconsciously with people's minds with children. So I used a dark lavender because of what it what people automatically associate it with. They associate it with fun, childhood, and food. Um, so that worked for me. Um, a lot of programs will pick the primary colors, yellow, red, and blue as their colors because they think of those as being indicative of childhood, but it's a specific type of childhood. <laughs> it is a childhood with lots of manufactured toys uh, and, and brand name things. So if that's the type of program that you're running, then having the primary colors works. But if you're having a Waldorf program or a Montessori program or, um, you know, uh, a program where you spend 50% of your day outside, the right. red, yellow, and blue is going to confuse people because that's not the type of program that you have. Great. Okay. So when you were talking to Neil, who is a business broker and he's got a logo with lots of colors. Um, and then he has colors that came into his branding. So that phrase bring into your branding uh, is often used. Usually you've got maybe if you're using three colors, uh, if one of them is white or black, those other two colors would be part of your branding colors. And you would want to use those colors in your brochures and your marketing and your building everywhere, uh, shirts, t-shirts, et cetera. So in this case, when you were having the conversation, you noticed he had all these colors and that his branding colors were also, like you said, they were not the, the, the contrasting colors. So you were talking to him a little bit about how he got here. So again, he paid somebody for this. This was something he spent a lot of time which a lot of business owners do, right? It's one of the very first things we get excited about. We want to have a logo and we want to be able to put our image. And when you start talking to a graphic designer, especially mm -hmm. a graphic designer who doesn't have experience in either print or marketing, they they get very cutesy. They get very fun. And so yes, in this case, he's got a, a, a cutesy logo that very much indicates that he's in childcare. Um, however, it's almost the type of logo that you would see in somebody who is a childcare center, not somebody who is at the business professional end of trying to help you um, sell or buy a center. So <clears throat> Carrie, if you were going to give somebody some suggestions on, okay, so now we've got, we've, we've spent the money. We have this really lo neat logo that we like that we're attached to. All of a sudden they're listening to us go, nope, two or three colors. How can they rescue <laughs> this piece of art that they've spent money on? What would be some things that they could take a look at? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, oy. um, well, okay. Let's talk a little bit about Neil's. Well, I, I, I realize mean, I put you on the spot. So yeah. Cause in my opinion, you know, see what you can do about making it black <laughs> and using it as a black and white image. If it works as a black and white image, you can at least use that. But so many of them are so busy, even at black and white. Okay, so busy was the was also something that we didn't really touch on. So in this particular one, I think he's got about like four kids on like swings and climbing a tree and stuff like that. Um, he's got kids doing various things. I don't remember how many and what all they're doing. 
Okay. Um, so if, <laughs> so if there's a piece of artwork and your artwork has lots of things happening, um, in addition to lots of things happening, he also had people in lots of different clothing combinations. And that's where all of the color confusion came. So, right, you've got the tree, which is a brown and a green, and then you've got like a swing set, which is a color, and then you got a kid in two colors, right, a top and a bottom. So all of a sudden, even if all they had was one kid, and I think there were several. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and he's got three kids. They are three different colors. Then he has the tree in another color and the leaves in in another color. So he's got six colors because he also has white. Yeah. So the first thing that would probably be important to you, especially if you're doing a sign, is to decide really what colors can people see from the road um, and what type of the day. Um, And I say that because if people are driving to your building during sunset or sunrise, uh, that does make a difference on what colors you're going to put on your sign. Uh, You have to decide, are you going to have print business cards? Are you going to print things um, at your building, you know, or are you going to do everything digitally, everything electronic? Because again, everything electronic, you get a little bit of flexibility, but you can use a lot more scale of a color. Uh, So you get the darker and the lighter of the same color. But uh, if you've got one that's got lots of things happening and you've spent a lot of money on it, we're not telling you to ditch the whole thing necessarily from the get-go, but maybe pick one or two pieces of it and focus on that and then try to figure out how to get to one or two colors. Um, Yeah, black and white is always good. Uh, If you don't believe us about colors, uh, take a trip through your HEB. And even HEB, you'll notice the colors. Uh, You can just walk through your stores and start looking at the packaging and get an idea of what color combinations jump out at you and what do they tell you. So even what Carrie was talking about, that's a great experiment to do in the um, cereal aisle. Yep. I was about to say the same thing. Yep. (laughs) Or the cookie aisle, the cookies that are marketed to adults versus the cookies that are marketed to parents have very different color schemes or crackers, any of those basically things made out of wheat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go through, go through all those aisles, but you'll be able to identify the kid-friendly foods, the, the outdoorsy foods, right? So again, think of the type of program you have. Do you have the Captain Crunch Fruit Loop program or do you have the granola grape nuts program? Like, what, you know, what kind of program do you have? And you can still have fun, vibrant colors. It just means that maybe it's it's probably not red, blue, and yellow. Yep. Or I always like the ones that are like, yeah, I went with the primary colors, red, blue, and green. <laughs> yeah, they, they missed that that class. Um, <laughs> so and I think- it's because yellow is not an easy color to print. I mean, I get why they go there, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, if you paid money to have, like, there is somebody who I'm on her page, I follow her, I interact with her, and she is a designer of logos for childcare centers. And I wouldn't pay for a single one of them <laughs> because they're all way too busy. She has way too much fun in Procreate. You know, I mean, it's, to me, I'm like, I know what software you're using and you don't understand marketing. 
Um, and I think it works if you're setting up a registered family, if you're setting up family childcare and you can only take six kids. You don't need something that is visible from the road if you're setting up family childcare and you mm-hmm. can have something that that's cutesy and that makes families just go, oh, it's just the cutest darling little program. <laughs> if you're trying to enroll 257 children, your sign needs to be visible. <laughs> And your logo needs to be replicated easily in white and in black on t-shirts and and, and brochures and flyers. You need to be able to have a real presence in social media. Um, Again, we all, a lot of people, they they kind of scratch their head. If you've listened to any of our marketing podcasts, we, we touch on this a little bit in all of them, but seriously, go look at Nike, go look at Target, go look at McDonald's, you know, even people. Even Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, right? Like they've got lots of little bits, but there's still two colors. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason. Um, and, you know, banks are the same way, you know. You you mentioned t-shirts. Can your logo be reproduced in one color ink on a t-shirt and be recognizable as your logo? Would anybody be able to recognize it? There's a program we've worked with for years in Bastrop, Texas, that has a logo that is super easy to recognize. Mm-hmm. It is a B and it is a very specific B and I'm sure somebody she knows drew it and she uses that B on everything, but you know that it's her program when you see that B. It mm-hmm. is very easy to recognize. So it needs to be identifiable. Primrose does a lot of things really well their logo, not super identifiable. Tinder Care, much more identifiable logo. That little steeple that they have inside of a circle, right? That's much more identifiable. They did a better job of creating a logo. Well, and I'm going to, I'm going to pick on us real quick. So before we wrap up this podcast today, I just want to talk a little bit about, we've overhauled twice uh, over the course of our last 20 years, and we'll probably do it again. Um, the first time we had a square, a circle and a triangle, and we ran into a company with a very similar artwork, very similar company name. And so we ended up having to change when we changed to our current puzzle piece artwork was actually before all these national associations started using puzzle pieces in their marketing. So Yes, we were, we did it before them, but they've got a lot more marketing dollars. So they've done it bigger and better. Um, but again, we're in a similar situation to y'all are. We, we paid money for it. <laughs> we're like, what does it truly, you know, where are we? What does it truly tell people about who we are? And so we get it, you know, so we're, we're, we're painfully going through this process. Um, you're listening to the podcast. So you've listened to us as colorful clipboards. Um, here we are now as uh, child care conversations with Kate and Carrie. Uh, there's a pretty good chance that if you're watching this video, uh, that the video is being used in other um, programs that we've written and authored. And so we wanted you to have this content. And so I have no idea what brand you're looking at this video under, but we totally have been there. Like we've been there, we've done that, we've bought the t-shirt and now we're trying to make sure that we can get the t-shirt in two colors. (laughs) So, So, I mean, we just want you to 
this is this is the time of year when we evaluate things, right? This is the time of year when that naturally happens. And so we want you to think about this from a proactive standpoint. You probably still have some of those grant dollars sitting in a bank account. And so if you're ever going to do a graphical overhaul of your program, right now is not a bad time to do it because you've got some funds in your bank account. And And I want you to just think about it. Are your colors limited? (laughs) And is your logo identifiable for your clients? Right. So with that, though, I do want to make sure before as we kind of close out and hopefully everybody's thinking this through, feel free to give us a call. Carrie at Texas Director, Kate at TexasDirector.org. We do do coaching. You can do one-off coaching. You can do long-term coaching with us. Bring this to one of our group coaching calls if you're one of our group coaching clients, because this is a great opportunity for you to bring us what you have and get some feedback. Uh, share it in one of our private or larger scale Facebook groups and get some input, you know, throw your, your artwork, your logo out there and see how many people go, Oh my God, that's awesome. I could, are you this kind of program? And if they know exactly how beautiful is that you have managed to literally tell them what kind of program you are just by your artwork. So it's a great opportunity for peer support. We're here from a professional standpoint. Um, if you're ever not really sure before you get, before you select um, a graphic designer or an artist, uh, it's definitely worth looking at some of their samples, but also look at your competitors in town and try to get an idea. If you know of another program that you think kind of speaks to the heart of you in another city or another state, look at their artwork and go, oh, I can get that from there, right? And so, you know, the best way you can can show flattery to somebody else is by doing a little mimicking. Now's the time to do that. Best compliment is imitation. So do a little imitating of the people who are doing it well. It's important. Do this well, guys. It is so important. And now's as good a time as any to do this. Um, This is definitely a topic Kate and I could go on for another 20, 40, 60 minutes. Nope, we're done. (laughs) Um, So we will put it on our group coaching schedule. um, And um, we're going to be presenting this topic at some conferences coming up. Um, So we'll let you know when those happen. So thank you so much for spending 20, 30 minutes with us today. Um, listening to us get on our high horses about um, graphic design um, and printing and signage. And we hope that you will join us again next week. And if you like the show, please write a review on your favorite podcasting app. It really helps. Um, Since we did the name change, we don't have any um, uh, reviews. And so we could really use some reviews on uh, your favorite podcasting app. Thank you for listening to Childcare Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.